Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Co-host, Zach Shannon Nay. Gosh, not a good start. That's not a good start. Oh my lord. Uh, is, is it because of the rain earlier? Or it's, you just it's a lot, of, lot of stuff, man. I don't know. Man, I thought I was unprepared. He was, he got, he was leaving because he forgot his show guide, so he threw me off. Um, he's back now. I'm sitting in his cave, Coach's cave, Coach Chandonet. What's Chad up? Goodall's also here. What's up, man? Hey, man, just happy to be here. Happy to be part of the team. Well, yeah, that yeah. and, uh, you know, made it here safely, so. Okay, cool. Can't yeah. beat that. Yeah, it was, it was Awesome drivers are the, t- are the worst. Yeah. Um, and producer Bell over there pressing buttons. Howdy, fellas. Should be a good show, guys. I'm excited. Um, got some, some funny stories to tell you all about. Today is Tuesday, June 27th, and we're coming to you live from Austin, Texas, as always, sponsored by the beautiful, delicious Strangeland Brewery. A beer for any occasion. Beer for all occasions. Beer for every occasion. Now, back on it. That's much better. Much better than last week. We uh, we screwed it up. I'll take the blame on that one. Um, if you're listening, you're listening on Wednesday, the 28th, um, on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out. Share it out with your friends and family. Let them know how. Let us know how we're doing. Um, Give us some subscribes and follows on iTunes and uh, Jesus. She's <laughs> uh, about four fifths pump. That's not a very good pour there. Um, so, um, as I said, this is the I maybe mean, I didn't say it. this is the pro show coming to you on Wednesday. Um, we'll get into that in our uh, show business coming up here, but uh, not a good start to the show. We got some bad pours going on. <laughs> Both the Z's have already left the room and come back. Um, You're flustered. I am, man. It's all throwing me off. Nothing feels right. Um, but hey, it can only go up from here. That's right. Sure. Um, you know, it's a as bad as things have have gone for myself, my personal life. Driving here in the rain, left the windows open today. The bad start to the show. Gotta say, it's no better day than Tuesday, right, boys? Um, so yeah, we'll get into our show business here in a second. Um, we are drinking the uh, IPA tonight. Looks like at least we got one professional pourer over there in Ballad. Chad's not too bad. Coach, you're dead last, and I'll get to mine here in a second when we start <laughs> talking, but uh, that always goes bad when I try and pour. Follow uh, Strangeland on Twitter, at Strangeland Brew. 
Um, you can follow Sports Buzz at Sports Buzz TX. Um, our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground, does not have a Twitter, but you can follow them at uh, www.mountainbreezecamp.com. Um, and let's go ahead and get it started. This is the pro show, and uh, if you haven't been listening, we did switch up the order. Just made more sense, and uh, it was a brilliant idea from from uh, maybe our most talented talent, Chad Goodall. Um, I mean, it's 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 working out well. So you're listening to the pro show on Wednesdays. You'll hear uh, the amateur hour on Fridays, um, and then next week we may have a live show. You know, Tuesday's going to be July 4th. We're all going to be out celebrating America. So, um, we're, we, we thought I'll it be, best. I'll be in no condition to record a podcast. We thought it best to uh, to honor America, celebrate the birth of our great country, um, and not do a show, and just get hammered on alcohol and whatever else you want to do on, to celebrate. So, um, hopefully, we're still working the kinks out. Um, we may be back at Nate's, uh, which is our, our live show headquarters down there in Buda. Um, Just waiting for the folks from Hayes County Radio right now. Waiting on Hayes County Radio, always. But, uh, you know... If not, we'll record a show Wednesday night. Yeah. So we'll have a show, just be late. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Chad still still hasn't made it in the intro. What's going on, Ballad? I... Yeah, what the heck is up with that, Ballad? Well, I worked on the intro a little bit. Yep, I saw that. Yeah, and I saw that. I was so excited when I heard the beginning, and then we got to the end, and I was pissed. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to talk about it later, but yeah, yeah. Chad, you'll, you'll get in the intro. Don't worry about that. Honestly, just just take your time. Hey. Just get it right. Just get it right. I know where your mindset is. Exactly. Don't so. take your time. Come on, get it, get it figured out. I will work on that at some point. I can promise you that. Okay. Yeah. Um... Spencer, you took a little uh, quiz on Facebook this weekend. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, Spencer's got a, a drink limit of seven, which I would have was way higher than I thought it was going to be. Um, we're was, talking about like full pints here, or are we talking like minutes? I'm not sure. Sounds like it's going to be a cheap day for Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a possibility. Um, Basically, just get him a six pack and then uh, see, bum one extra. Guys, guys, let me explain myself here. This this is no quiz. This is a fake. It's fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Got fake news written all over it. I was like, sweet, let's see what this thing, what this thing's about. And uh, clicked it. And it was like, get started. See your limit. And it doesn't even give me a question to answer. It's just a number generator. It just throws out a random ass number. Gives me seven beers, and I was like, I was actually offended. I was offended. I'm like, man, come on. This this is. Obviously fake news. You guys took you took it too serious. Um, I just saw the facts. I saw the facts. <laughs> Seven was the number. Social media is facts. Yep. It's. Uh... <laughs> I saw a great meme the other day. It was memes are not facts. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I don't know, Spencer. What is your limit? I guess we could try to find out. We could. We could. Um, Maybe a day for another the show. The last time that I strictly sat down and, and drank one kind of beer, one size of beer was Memorial Day. Hmm. Started off with a 12-pack. Quickly finished that off early on in the day. I think I was around 18 when I started to uh, to really feel like I was messed up. Yeah, that sounds like fake news. It, it was around that number. I'm going to get I'm going to go between 12 and 18. Hmm. I'll take the so possibly 13. Possibly 13. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? What you guys got a, an idea on what what y'all's limit, huh? Honestly, I've never thought about even taking a quiz on Facebook to see what my limit actually was. But if I had to guess, I would say 
anywhere between one and twenty. Good good guesstimate for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm more of a, uh, a liquor kind of guy now. So. I like how you keep it open ended. Yeah. You can't you can't sell yourself short, so I don't want to even throw a number out there because I know it's gonna be way short. Yeah. So. Okay. Fair. Fair. Coach. Hey man, I, you know I don't fuck around with that. I win championships off liquid courage. I'd say a bottle is my limit. Ooh. Woo! I, I mean, as I figured out from two, but two only, Super Bowl championships. But that's only Jaeger, correct? That's just me. No, that's that's Crown. Peach. Oh yeah, Crown. Crown. My bad. Jaeger's a sip and drink. Jaeger's a sip and drink. So I don't know what my new limit is, but I know it has to be declining <laughs> because in oh, college. Yeah. I used to be able to put them down, but as of recent, I've noticed that my drinking skills have gone down dramatically, which is why on Tuesdays we come here and practice. So, exactly. Um, I'm not sure where it is, but I know it is less than it was in college. All I know is which practice is makes perfect. So, hell yeah, it does. My limit so, has probably only gotten better with this show. Yeah. <laughs> so, Valid, uh, you were giving us a story about your visit to Strangeland. You got an update on that this week? Oh yeah, so Haley and I went to Strangeland not last weekend for the watermelon over the uh, the midsummer solstice harvest festival, but the weekend before. And I mentioned that I may or may not have hit a squirrel on the way out. Poor little guy. Uh, but you know what I told Haley? It was just playing dead. Squirrels are great actors. And I came back uh, around today to pick up beer from Strangeland, and what do you know? He was gone. So he must have got up off his back, done playing the role. And and made it home. So, uh, good news, Haley. Scroll not dead. Cheeky little bastard. On to his next role, where he's uh, doing something else <laughs> long term. I'm so sure. Hopefully, hopefully, Ho- hopefully, there's another over the edge waiting for him. Something like that. So, <laughs> anyone who's wondering about that squirrel and thinking about calling human right or animal rights on us, don't worry about it. Totally alive. Yeah, it's fine. Totally not got dead. Got up and left. Definitely not dead. And we got a special event coming up in between shows oh, yeah. tonight. Spencer. Yeah. Tell, tell the fans what, so what they got ahead of them. the fans that are listening and don't follow us on our social medias... Shame um, on you. <laughs> shame on you, first of all. But um, we, we're going we're gonna to go out and we got a Dizzy Bat Challenge. And this is all for 7-Eleven coming up. We're going to do some Dizzy Bat darts, drink some Strangeland, throw some darts. It's going to be a shit show. We're going to put it up on our Facebook Live. Um, so if you have not seen it, um, cause now this is actually coming out in the past or in the future, I don't know. It's all confusing when we record stuff. Um, it's because <laughs> uh, they just heard it. Times. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be up on Facebook. We'll, we'll put it out there, but, um, yeah, go check it out if you have not already seen it. Um, I have two predictions. My first one is that I will not lose. And the second one is that our amateur hour is going to be sloppy. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's going to be bad. It's going to be, bad. It's going to be so good. I just <laughs> hope someone throws up. Yeah, over yeah. under how many throw up? I hope someone if you throw up, throws up outside. That is, oh, my, yeah. that is my hope. Oh, yeah. A delayed throw up. Uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I probably have a good chance of throwing up. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> hey, tune in for Facebook Live. Yeah. You can watch us throw up. Exactly. Um... All right, so let's get into some sports. Let's do it. Coach, start us off. Get us caught up on the week of baseball. Uh, well, we got some baseball. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Cubs because, you know, they're, they're the current champions right now. Uh, they're going through a little bit of a roller coaster ride with their yeah. roster at the moment. Uh, you know, we talked about it briefly before the show. Uh, Kyle Schwarber getting sent down to AAA. Uh, he's going to have a little rehab stint down there. 
We'll see what happens. Um, he's obviously one of their big hitters, one of the key pieces to their championship run last year. Well, he was hurt a lot last year, right? He, he was, was and then he came back right there at the end to help save him, which was big news for them. So hopefully it gets better. Um, but, Chad, you mentioned this earlier. Anthony Rizzo has now been leading off for the Cubs for a good while now, in and out of different lineups. They're, they're just trying to see what's working, but... Chad, why don't you tell us a little bit about Rizzo and kind of the historical run he's kind of making right now, leading off for the Cubs. Being a typical power batter, you usually expect to see somewhere in the 3-6 to six spot in the roster, but he's been batting leadoff, and he has been lighting it up. Yeah, he's been lighting it up. He is hitting four eighteen, um, leading off with... Uh, six doubles, four homers, and 16 RBIs in the past 15 games. Um, he just hit another home run on Tuesday, so um, that number goes up to five. He's on a historic pace right now um, in the past, what is it, 15 games leading off. Uh, it's brought the Cubs a little bit to life in the first, which given them a, given their bullpen a little bit of confidence because they've been struggling – um, coming out of the gates, their pitching has been pretty awful. So hopefully with him keeping this pace up, maybe they'll have a chance to get above 500 at some point. Because right now they're flirting the line with 500 or less. So um, Yeah, and they're currently sitting two games over 500. They're right a game there. back from Milwaukee. That, it's going to be interesting when we get past the All-Star break to kind of see if Milwaukee can keep this run going for them. It's been really good first half of the season. But Chicago and St. Louis are obviously every, who everyone worries about, even Pittsburgh as of late. But if the Brew Crew can keep it together, they'll make that NL Central a lot more interesting. Um, Washington has increased their lead in the East again. Um, the Dodgers obviously sitting atop the red-hot NL West. They're a game and a half above the uh, Diamondbacks and four and a half above Colorado. Um, all three of those teams currently sitting with one of the best records out of the top five teams. So, I mean, it's it's just crazy to me how alive the National League has gotten this year. And speaking of the Dodgers, they're only a game back of the Houston Astros, or maybe a game and a half it looks like. Uh, but a game and a half back for the best record in baseball. It's been great. Um, and then my favorite division, the AL East, Boston is tied currently with the Yankees, uh, with the Yankees having two games in hand. So... That'll be a very interesting race, especially with how red-hot the Yankees have been and offensively just hitting the ball well. They can get some pitching to come together. The Yankees are, are a big threat come postseason time, so should be really interesting. Here's my question. Did Bryce Harper do anything stupid since since last Tuesday, anything that's uh, worthy of being angry at? Nothing, nothing he's that just, really stands He's out. just Bryce Harper. Did he get a haircut? Probably not. Oh, well, there you go. Kid needs a haircut, I'll tell you what. Oh my god. I got nothing on baseball. Um, the only thing I got is the Astros still playing good. The, the greatest thing was that the MLB tweeted out, intentionally walk the leadoff man, might think about it against Rizzo. <laughs> yeah. So, everyone's getting in on this. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's honestly baseball such a long season yeah, it is. that it really comes down to after the All-Star break to see what trades are made, who goes where. Um, coach pointed at that earlier. So yeah. long seasons, long games, long hair. Everything about baseball is long in the wrong ways. Like it's getting hard to get used to. If you're well, a betting man, you would like it though. 
And uh, well, yeah. One, one quick thing before we before we get to uh, betting on baseball. Um, you know, you're talking leadoff man's um, position in baseball and the importance of it. Astros are best record in baseball. Springer's tearing it up, um, hitting it out of the park. I mean, literally and pun intended. Pun intended. Um, yeah, he's playing really, really well. So you're right, um, Rizzo. Let's see if if he can kind of jumpstart that that team, get him back to. Uh, to winning baseball games again. Um, but yeah, we were talking about betting on baseball past couple shows and, um, you know, about, you got any update? Have you been, you been betting on baseball at all? Yeah. We talked about last week that I wish I could, but I have no idea what I'm fucking doing, which, and as much as I like uh, betting, I hate losing money. Well, so, no, Uncle Mac. Yeah. Well, I mean, Uncle Mac, yeah. sorry. Of uh-huh. course. Uncle Mac doesn't like winning money or doesn't like losing money. Who likes winning money? Right. right. Winning money. <laughs> oh yeah. So keeps him coming back. Uh, you've never done that often. So our 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 boy Kyle Hunter from uh, Hunter Picks uh, tweeted out two things that I think I'm going to subscribe to. The first one: if you put a hundred dollars on every divisional underdog this year, you would be up just a shade over eighteen hundred dollars. Ooh. So I like that. And then on the flip side, he said if you put a hundred dollars on every non-divisional game underdog. You'd be down a whopping almost $3,700. So what I'm thinking is continue the divisional underdog strategy and then flip the non-divisional underdog strategy because then you'd be up the opposite of down $3,700. Yeah. If that math checks out, which I'm sure it doesn't. You'd be almost five grand up. So we're going we're gonna to look into this, see if we can't. The, the problem is, is I don't know who's in each division. And that's true. And so, um, I, I'm sure I can mess this up real quick, um, but seems seems easy enough to figure out. Yeah. See what happens. And I gotta say, when you, you got an underdog like Tim Tebow on the ropes, underdogs always favored. God, God loves an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> we know he loves Tim Tebow. Um, guys, what do you think? That's enough baseball talk, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we went way over. too much. Way too much. Uh, what do we got next? Next, we are gonna talk a little golf. Which is uh, always nice for you guys to uh, throw that in for me, um, just to uh, keep me happy over here in Coach's Cave. Um, yeah, so this past week was the uh, was the Travelers Championship. A lot of guys, um, a lot of big names played in that tournament, which is unusual. Um, it's not one of those stops where a lot of guys go, and it was actually Jordan Spieth's first um, first time showing up and playing the tournament. Um, and, uh, it was a good thing he went. Um, it it was, it was pretty exciting. Speed played really well Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and kind of took, uh, took everybody, took the wind out of everyone's sails, um, until Sunday. And then, uh, you know, Roy McIlroy was playing it, played like dog shit for three days, came out on Sunday and shot... 64 I think which vaulted him up to like a tide for 16th something like that so he ended up making a weekend of it Spieth actually played horrible on Sunday kind of people were saying oh here he goes again choking down the stretch he's gonna blow it um not to take anything away from Daniel Berger because he did play well on the back nine to to uh tie it up but you know Spieth had to make par from the bunker on 18 to get to the playoff they go back to 18 Speed doesn't hit a good drive, hits his second into that same bunker, and Berger's got a long birdie put up on the green, 
And so Jordan does what Jordan Spieth does on the golf course and blows you away. He drains the bunker shot just like he did on his first win on tour at the uh, John Deere um, for his now 10th victory. And it wasn't a celebration you see from most golfers. It was a throw the golf club, run out of the bunker, and chest bump your caddy two feet backward. I mean, it was it was an awesome reaction. The crowd was going nuts. He said he could feel the ground shaking. It was so loud. Um, yeah, did you guys watch any of that? I mean, it was it was awesome. It was fun to watch. Actually, just cut the cord with cable. Oh, so no more okay. golf channel. No more. Well, it was on. It was on NBC, so you could have seen it. But no more golf channels. NBC is a local channel. I don't have. I don't have any. You don't have any television. You have nothing. Netflix. You, you don't even have like. I got Netflix and chill. A coaxial to to pick up like basic, Fox, ABC. No oh, man, that's too many cords in the house. I'm a cordless, technologically clean house. Okay. I gotta say though, it's it's kind of amazing though that you can get seventy fourth and just make the cut and finish dead last in golf and still make, you know, twelve thousand dollars yeah. in a weekend. Yeah. Must be nice. How do you think Happy Gilmore bought his grandma's house back? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, this was great. <laughs> uh, so many different levels. Um, you know, just the enthusiasm in golf is something that we've been missing. Yeah. And to see Speed just react that way, I don't know, it got me pretty excited again. Um, I've bashed golf for so long because there's not a star in it anymore. And um, there's just too many good guys, no one that's really great. Um, but to see the fun that Jordan Spieth actually had after playing really crappy for, you know, mm-hmm. two or three straight tournaments was really cool to see, especially, you know, homegrown UT boy. Got uh, that putter rolling. Yeah, you got to love it. So, good uh, for him. So, Michael Greller, his caddy, uh, there's a report out that he's going to keep the rake he tossed in the air after the celebration of the travelers <laughs> playing. Pretty cool survey. But a um, little beef with Michael Greller. You got to clean up that... that uh, that sand dune, right? People are going to play it that later. I didn't see him ever go back to clean that up. Nobody else was going to play that how, course after them. How are you going to keep the rake that you didn't even use to clean up one of the most epic moments in golf history? You know, you got to respect respect the sport, right? Am I am I wrong here? Respect the sand. We've got to respect the sand. <laughs> Do I clean up my sand when I play golf? Of course not, but I'm not a professional. So, um, Michael Greller. Come on. You got to be better. Just, just to, 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 back, to back Greller up on this one... Uh, they were the only two guys out on the golf course playing the golf course at the time as a playoff. So there were tee times on Monday. There were tee times on Monday. That's why the golf maintenance crew goes around and fixes it before anyone goes to play it. So, but why is that their problem? I think he's the kind of guy though that would drive a golf cart onto a green too. So. Oh, we're gonna have to talk about that later. Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't. But we'll get into a little bit of other golfing news. Um, this one is kind of sad. It's kind of like watching your parents who have uh, been married for 25 years. Um, just tell each other they don't love each other anymore. I don't think this is it. I don't think that's a good analogy. It's sad, man. These guys have been <laughs> together every single weekend. They, you know, they're so close. They're actually family, pretty much. I mean, they, their kids have grown up together. And they just decided mutually that hey, I think it's time we we take a we cut this thing off. Don't do it anymore. Talking about Phil Mickelson and his caddy uh, Jim Bones McKay. Um. You know, we've, we've gotten so many good quotes from Phil and Bones over the years, and 25 years, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel really weird to see somebody else on the bag for Phil. It's going to be his brother, Tim. Um, 
And it's going to be weird if Bones goes out and starts caddying for somebody else. You know, it's like Tiger. When Tiger and uh, Stevie Williams split up, that was obviously for different reasons. And then you see Stevie out in the bag with Adam Scott. It's just kind of weird, man. It doesn't doesn't feel right. doesn't look right. Um, yeah, this was some sad news for me. I, I got a little hurt from this one. Well, I'll tell you, Spencer, the only thing constant in life is change. Sometimes things need to change. I mean, obviously, a couple decade-long relationships good for golf, but tell you what is better, and that's winning championships. Phil has what one major during that time? In twenty-five years? Since it, since they've been together? No, I mean, no, no, no. He's got. Uh, or is it just two oh, masters? Oh, he's got the one. Okay. He's missing that's the U.S. Open. He's okay. got the uh, the two masters, that's the awesome. the Open in in uh, Scotland, um, and he won a PGA or two. Still waiting on that uh, that open though. Yeah, well, you can't fault a switch hitter for wanting to try something new. Um, the goofy lefty is moving on to his younger brother um, as his caddy. This is, I think, the end for Phil. I think he knows that, so he's just gonna have a little bit of sending off ceremonies a with fun, his own brother. A little fun hanging out with the bro. I'll say as Nicholson goes into court for insider trading allegations, <laughs> firing the person who you spend the most amount of time with and probably tell everything to is the wrong move here. Um, I'm still in that take from somebody else, but I feel like it's important to mention. <laughs> Very important to mention. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be weird. Um, and the funny thing is Tim, Tim Mickelson is actually uh, the, the agent for John Rahm. They were, uh, he was this golf coach at Arizona State, so... Um, little player, agent, caddy relationship. Kind of weird. Um, Real quick, I think being a, a college golfer at Arizona State is probably the best setup you could have for being a college athlete. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. I know where you're going there. We're going we're gonna to just not even go there. Sunshine year-round, golf courses galore. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with, that, with uh, Arizona State, but um, we need to get into some segments. Um Coming out of a, a quick break, give you guys a little bit of music, and, uh, and we'll get into our segments. We'll be right back with more sports buzz. Your host Spencer Spillman, your co-host Coach Chad, and Old Ballad over there. We're still here, still drinking Strangeland IPA. That'll work. I got yep. thirsty. <laughs> and uh, I'm a bit parched. So, um, I think as as the show's gone on, our our pores are getting worse. Your pores have gotten worse. Hey, don't be so aggressive. Um, <laughs> talked about Strangeland and their IPA. Um, we do appreciate our sponsors there. And uh, do need to give another shout-out to Mountain Breeze Campground. Um, I'm sure there's somebody playing out there this weekend, but it doesn't have anything on their... Uh... Wait. Oh, yeah, this weekend is uh, July 4th weekend. So, yes, Wes Dixon will be out there this weekend. Wes is a good dude. There it is. Good music. Um, yeah. So go check it out if you're going to be out in the area looking to go camp and tube. Wes Nixon will be there for, uh, Saturday night. Um, 
July 1st out there, Mountain Breeze Campground in New Braunfels. Um, but guys, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Since this segment was created, I just gotta say that I was right. It feels good being the one who finally gets to say that, because usually it's the segment called Spencer Was Wrong. Not this time, because I was right when I said that James Hart, or I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook would win the MVP. So, for you guys, the three of you guys sitting around this table, you can suck it. I may never be right again, but for once on this show, Spencer was right, y'all were wrong. Who got second? James Harden got second. See, so I still made over $700,000 if we were playing golf. Do what you were. Yeah. Did, did you make a pick on that ballot? Who did you have? I... I don't know. You just stand. Uh, I have stand probably. Okay. But I would have picked Russell if I if I would have picked. So I was, Chad, probably, I was probably right, too. Chad looks a little sad over there. Chad looks upset. I'll give you your moment. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Feels good to be right. Oh, good for you. It does feel good to be right for once, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so let's you get into know what our, I mean, don't you, boy? Let's get into our segments. Everyone can't lose all the time. <laughs> that is true. Well, sometimes. Um, Coach, start us off with the segments. What have we got? Well, good news is we're doing better than these two clowns because they're going to timeout. First of all, we got uh, Tyrone Walker going to timeout. The newly acquired defensive tackle for the Los Angeles Rams was released. Uh, the Rams don't talk about released players. Their organization actually stays pretty quiet on most fronts uh, when it comes to player negotiations, leaving, coming to the club. Um, so really interesting. But this is kind of all after this investigation into uh, sexual assault charges brought on Walker and uh, an acquaintance of his. Um, let's see, this took, it's getting wrapped up, uh, according to the Lafayette um, parish district attorney's office, um, but they're about to make their—I don't even know what it is. They're, they're about to go to the grand jury if they're going to um, issue a warrant for somebody. So we'll see what happens in this case. Um, obviously, pretty sad news. Walker made his living. He grew up in Louisiana, uh, started in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints. So kind of sad to see this, but. When it comes to uh, sexual assault and women, things of that nature, uh, you're pretty much going immediately to timeout. I'm going to throw up one red flag on this. It says that they took them from a nightclub to a hotel. I don't know if y'all have ever been to Lafayette, but there are zero nightclubs. There are only dive bars. So, <laughs> don't know. Or strip clubs. Yeah, that does too. Let's say they're... Which are open during the day, so not necessarily nightclubs. Yeah. So, here, here's what it says with these guys. He's being accused, him and his acquaintance, forcing women into sexual acts after take, yeah, from the nightclub to the hotel, and possibly drugging them. It's never good. So, sexual assault can turn to rape real fast. Yeah. Um, not good. What do we got next, Coach? Uh, second going to timeout, Aaron Hernandez, I know you can't in the grave, but, uh, your whole family's going to the timeout. Um, Aaron Hernandez's conviction is being appealed by the prosecutor's office. Um, the fact that he's trying to use this old legal context of dying before his appeal process is used up <laughs> to negate the conviction that he had. Um, you know, we talked about this when this first happened. I think this is a pretty shitty way out, especially in respects to the the Lloyd family. 
uh, and everything that they've had to deal with. Um, I think it's just kind of a shame that, that this took place in the first place. Uh, but the prosecutor's office is doing everything that they can to get this, um, this post-conviction acquittal taken care of. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but Hernandez, you thought you could uh, outsmart the system. Well, it looks like you needed a couple more chances. It's just a goofy law. It's one of those... It's just old. Yeah. It's archaic. Yeah, it's it really Outdated is. law. It really is. So, we'll see what happens. Um, let's get into a little troll move uh, that happened out at the NBA draft this, uh, this past week. Um, Mel, do you want to play a little clip of this? Uh, I'll, I'll break it down, what, what we got here. So, basically, in the second round, the, uh, the assistant commissioner... Deputy. Deputy commissioner... Whatever you want to call him. He's not Adam Silver. So, um, not Adam Silver. <laughs> he, uh, he was out there reading, about to go read the picks, and the fans in the crowd, and one guy in particular, just screaming out who they were going to pick before he got to read it. So go ahead and play it so you can listen to this. With the 51st pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Denver Nuggets select Monte Morris <laughs> Iowa State University. The New Orleans Pelicans select Edmund Sutherland <laughs> from Xavier University. Is that it? Just those two? There are more. Those are the only two we have on video. Oh. Yeah, the best part is you can see that the deputy commissioner can hear them yelling the picks and can't uh, help but laugh. Deputy commissioner's name is Mark Tatum, and he just, yeah, he just had to laugh. I mean, come on, man. Uh, I wonder what that guy was thinking at that moment. Like, the deputy commissioner, what is he thinking? It's like Russia got a hold of the NBA draft, too. They're like, we're fucked. <laughs> I know. Like, is this Russia hacking? Like, most of these players going aren't going to be in the NBA in five years. What am I even doing up here? Most of these guys are going to be busts anyways. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, Chad, you got the next one here. What do we got? Yeah, let's break this down. Now, we'll keep it in the NBA. We'll uh, do a little NBA draft chaos with a couple, you know, with the big trade. Bulls send Jimmy Butler to the Wolves for Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. Um, I was shocked. I don't really understand what the Bulls were doing. Um, I mean, they gave Tom Thibodeau his all-star player back, just in a different city. Uh, it's, it's absolute chaos to me with all the trades that were going on between players switching around and, um... Every player dropped pretty much how I thought they would. Yeah. They just got traded to different teams. Well, it was really weird because nobody was talking about Minnesota leading up to the draft. It was all, is Boston going to make a move for Butler? Are they going to trade that third pick? Are they going to go after him and try and get get him to come to Boston? Or is it going to be um, Cleveland trying to go trade for Butler? And then all of a sudden, it's like, Jimmy Butler traded to Minnesota for Zach Levine. It's like, what? That like nobody saw that coming, but it makes sense after you look at it, look back into it. Um, he loved Tom Thibodeau when he was in Chicago, and so I can see Butler wanting to go play for him again. And I don't know, man. T Wolves, but I just don't understand the move from the Timberwolves because okay, you're sending. I mean, you're from Chicago's perspective, you're sending your best player to a former coach. And getting Zach Levine, like that's that's a great pickup for Chicago. Fine, 
But Minnesota is still looking to shop Ricky Rubio. They've been yeah. very adamant that they're going to trade him exactly. at some point. So my question is, what is Minnesota building off of? I they're mean, building off of Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. Andrew Wiggins, and now Butler. Like, that's a big three. They're kind of studly. They're young. They're, they're, they're all young. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they are. If they can keep those three around see, and build around that three, it is going to be deadly. And Thibodeau knows how to coach. And that's the thing is Butler likes Tom Thibodeau, and I understand why he'd want to go there over um, going to play with some super team that has got all these guys that have, that have been in the league for a while. You know, start your own thing. Be the guy. Be the number one guy, and I think he will be up there in Minnesota. Um uh, it's it's a power move, man. It's a big time power move. Um, yeah, I just feel bad for my man Dwayne Wade. Opted into his contract for the Bulls, yeah, yeah, and then he's... they go ahead and do this when he said, "I don't really want to be a part of a rebuilding year." What, uh, what was that? What was that opt in worth to Dwayne Wade? How much was it? Twenty five uh, like million. Twenty five. Oh, okay, I don't feel bad for Dwayne Wade. Never mind. Hmm. Never mind. Change your mind. And then another thing that I wanted to talk about, I feel bad for um, for Jared Allen. Poor guy. Goes, goes pro from UT. And he fell way down on that draft board. And, you know, you think, oh, sweet, he's in the 20s. He's going to go to a team that's pretty solid. Nope. He got Brooklyn. Brooklyn scooped him up because that was the pick that they traded with uh, Boston, I believe. Um, and so he he's probably looking at it going, oh, man, I could go to San Antonio. I could go to... Dallas, I got all the other teams over here in the 20s. Nope. Nope, you're going to Brooklyn, and they traded Brooke Lopez. So basically, he's a starting center. So for that, good for him, but wish he would have stayed. Yeah, well, I mean, that actually could have been the best landing spot for him because now he doesn't have to go down to the developmental league. Yeah. He can come in and play. Yeah, he's going to get beat up and thrown around. But, hey, probably he'll make a lot of money in probably, Brooklyn. Probably going to have to start. He'll make a lot of money in Brooklyn because he is going to be a stud. He's either going to be a trading piece for Brooklyn down the line or he's going to make max money with him at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this. I I don't feel bad for Jared Allen. He should have stayed at UT another year. Everybody said it. Um, You're still going to the NBA, so dream accomplished. You know, you're not going to cash in for the first year, but like everyone said, he should have sticked around for another year and... You know, maybe this is a lesson to some of those other freshmen out there who are on the fence. Do I stick around? Do I go? You know, money's money, and you know, go to the NBA and make your dream. But you know, it would be yeah. interesting to see what happened if he would stuck around another year. I agree. So I want to break this down too because only players in the first round have guaranteed contracts. Yes. Yep. If you fall to the second round, you have zero guaranteed Nothing. money unless you make a roster. So, I mean. That on its own, I'm glad he went in the first round because if he would have fell to the second, oh my god. Yeah, if he would have fell to the second, it would have been game over. Um, what else we got on? Let's break it down, Chad. Yeah, so we'll we'll do a little Paul George. Um, I thought if anyone was going to get dealt at the draft, it would have been Paul George. However, of course, Jimmy Butler made it happen. So, um, yeah, I, I think that Paul George he told the Indiana Pacers that he's not going to resign next year and that he is going to become an unrestricted free agent. Paul George can land anywhere, guys. I mm-hmm. think that um, when um, he wants free agency play. opens up, I think that he will be traded. Yeah. I just don't know to who. We'll have to go to L.A. for sure. I mean, it's got to be to a team that 
doesn't care about him leaving after one year. It has to be. Ye- yes and no. Well, Maybe, because he it depends sign. on what they give yeah, up. He can sign, yeah. He can, but he's been very they, adamant this whole time that he is he's going to play wherever for his last year, and then he's going to become a, or an unrestricted free agent. Right, but if, if, if he wants to go to like the San Antonio Spurs, and they're going to give up X for him, and they say, look, we're not going to do it unless you sign a contract extension. He might do it. Yeah, but he doesn't have like he doesn't have to. He can no. say whatever he wants to say. That's why any of these offices. Yeah. So he's it, got it's all just the chicks weird, in his corner. It's yeah. a weird situation, and it's almost like he's just trying to wield as much power as he can. Which I mean, good for you. I mean, players kind of got to be in that situation, but it'll be really interesting considering what he's already the said. The best part about this whole thing is that Indiana fired. Um, Larry Bird, just to try to keep Paul George around. And now Paul George said, look, guys, I'm not staying with the team. Well, it's probably time for Larry to go, too. All right, so we're uh, we're definitely running long on time. Ballad, let's get into our next segment. What do we got? We got a pro tip for Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is trying to buy the Marlins and apparently doesn't have enough money. Oh, Uh, man. The bidding price that he entered was $1.3 billion when he was in a group that had the former Florida governor, Jeb Bush. Um, guys, Cheetah's trying to buy a baseball team. Do you have any uh, pro tips for him? I don't have any pro tips because I've never bought a baseball team. I mean, I guess the only tip I got for him is get more money. I don't know. Find somebody to give you some. That's all I got because I've never bought a baseball team. Coach? Uh, my pro tip is, Derek Jeter, you know everything about the landscape of baseball, and you chose to try and go buy the worst team in baseball. <laughs> pro tip, don't buy the worst team in baseball when you go and try and buy a team in baseball. That's fair. I mean, that's just very simple. That's fair. Chad, you got a pro tip? Yeah, my pro tip would be to, uh, you know, pretty much stick your middle finger up at all these other buyers and let them know that you mean business. I think, uh, you know, Derek Jeter has a lot of pool. I think that he's using a little bit more. I think that he's kind of uh, being very shy when it comes to all this. And I think he's hiding a little bit of money on us. Hmm. Might be fake news. But uh, you, you got a pro tip for him? Yeah, I, I I got a pro tip for all professional athletes. Just because you play a sport doesn't mean you can own a team. There's a whole business element to that that I don't understand, but I'm smart enough to know that I don't understand it. I think that professional athletes... If they want to own a team, should go spend some time in the front office outside of that player environment. Give yourself five, ten years to really learn what that part's about and then go try to buy a team. So I just tell Derek Jeter, put the brakes on, take your bid out, and maybe in ten years there'll be a better team you can buy. And then that'd be better for everybody, wouldn't it? I still can't believe he's spending $1.3 billion on the Marlins. Yeah. Franchise is garbage. Hey, how many? Just real quick, what do you think Derek Jeter's limit is? Uh, with all the babes he's been with. Ooh, Derek Jeter's gotta have a big. I'm saying like fifteen, but that's the wrong number. Real quick, numbers. Ballot. Uh, seven and a half. Chad. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, you know, I think he's better than seven, so I gotta go above seven, eight for me. Some of that fit guy routine. He's got all, no toxins in his body. As soon as you get it, like that. I'm a six pack guy. I'm okay. Say he's a six pack guy. Alright, so next segment we got a good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) Former Patriots and Chiefs tackle uh, Ryan O'Callaghan 
um, has just come out as as uh, a gay man. Um, said he planned to commit suicide after football until uh, until Kansas City Chiefers stepped uh, Chief staffers stepped in. Um, pretty interesting story, guys. I mean, I don't know. You don't see this a whole lot. It's usually when a guy's career is over. Um, but yeah, I mean, sooner or later, it's going to eat away inside you. And he finally came out. Um, so good for you, Ryan. Um, that's, that's good stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything. We're running long, so let's go ahead and, uh, you know, that was kind of a political story. No, I mean, I just, I just like when players finally yeah. get that comfort and exactly. can, can say how exactly. they feel. I mean, sure. And that, that, that kind of ties into our next um, segment, Sports Guys Talking Politics. Coach, what do we got? Let's talk a little bit of politics. I know we don't like it, but it's the way the world works. Uh, NFL New York Jets owner Woody Johnson has been asked by Mr. President Donald Trump to uh, be the ambassador to the UK. Um, so we're waiting to see. It looks like Woody's going to take the job, but basically... What's going to end up happening is Woody's going to hand over the reins to his son, Christopher Johnson, uh, who will run the team in day-to-day operations. Uh, Woody's post as the ambassador to UK would take up three years of his time and would require him to live in the UK. Um, so, honestly, that's a good expansion for NFL owners considering they've been doing these London games for a while now. Uh, they're looking to get an NFL-type stadium at Wembley soon. Um, so this might all kind of connect together here in the end, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. On the other front, we got the Supreme Court. They're taking up the case for New Jersey sports betting. Um, they're going to hear the case, uh, to allow, uh, sports betting in the state of New Jersey. Um, this is something that's kind of been, I don't know, I don't want to say mocked for, for a bit, but like. Chris Christie has implemented uh, certain legislation in 2012 and 14 to allow for certain types of sports betting. Um, a lot of it does also kind of have to deal with, you know, your daily fantasy games and things like that. Um, but this is very, very new for the NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, NCAA on all this stuff that happens. If the Supreme Court decides to let sports betting open up in New Jersey, it's going to start the conversation for state to state to start to open up that sports betting talk. We'll see what happens. This is interesting, but for us, this is a step in the right direction to get sports betting open on on as many platforms as possible. So that's that's your politics for the week. Val, you got anything on this betting? You better believe I got some stuff on this. I'm counting down the days. They said that they probably won't review the case until sometime in 2018, unfortunately. But this is really a big states' rights, um, you know, hearing. You know, do states have the ability and the responsibility to set their own standards for their own, uh, you know, people who live in those states? So I can't wait to see what happens here. The only disheartening thing is that we live in Texas, one of the most conservative states in the United States. So even in the base case scenario where New Jersey wins this Supreme Court case, it'll be, unfortunately, a long time before Texas implements uh, a sports gambling rule. But at least it'll be a step in the right direction, which I think is good for all sports gamblers. Of course. Unless um, you're always losing money, so then it's a bad bad thing. And, and going, sure. from, going from talking money, now we'll go to our segment, Money Talks. Yeah, it does. Um, 
Derek Carr just signed a five-year, $125 million extension, making him the highest-paid NFL player um, of all time. It's crazy. That's insane. Guys never won a Super Bowl. He's never made the playoffs. Well, I guess technically they made the playoffs, didn't they? This he year? Yeah, he, he has play- never been to the playoffs. He's never played a playoff <laughs> game. Um, this is obviously old news at this point, but, um, you know, it's it's insane to get that much money for a guy. I mean, he makes more money than Tom Brady. How many rings does Tom Brady have again, Zach? Five. Okay, I thought you would know. Um we didn't get oh, a, oh, lots I, of quarterbacks make more money too. than Tom nah, Brady. I actually owe you another. We that's, might see your limit tonight Z's. with all these, two Z's. these Z's. Uh You know what p- pisses me off? Derek Carr, 26. That's how old I am. God, that makes me, me so bad. Me too. And Chad, you were you were saying before the show about the precedent this sets. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I got a treat for this. So you, you tell them about it. So Derek Carr is making $25 million a year. Um... Ballard already said it. He's 26 years old. Uh, the precedent's set. I mean, uh, you'll have a lot of these young guys that are coming up on contracts that are, they, they need to get paid. Um, just think about what Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid whenever his contract's up. Think about what um, Dak Prescott might get paid at some point when his contract's up. If he keeps on playing, uh, the precedent's set. To where now, Andrew Luck said it a couple years ago with it being 24.6 a year. Derek Carr just upped it again. So, uh, you know, it's it's another thing for the NFL saying that the quarterback is the most important position on the roster. Because this guy's getting paid double, if not triple, what a lot of other guys are getting paid. Yeah, yeah, he's making a bunch. Um, and then, uh, oh, Valid, you got a new segment for us, huh? Yeah, real quick though, Derek Carr, I think he partied a little bit after getting that contract. Of course, what do you think his limit is? <laughs> How many? $125 million? That's probably Derek Carr's limit. Do you think that he spent <laughs> It's a cash limit at this point. Do you think it's a Gronk limit? No way. No bar. way. No. no way. No way. How dare I you? What Gronk's How dare you? <laughs> twice the man, so twice the limit, easily. Uh, what is Gronk's body weight? Triple that. That's how that's <laughs> I would say Derek Carr's probably got a limit. Uh, he doesn't seem like a partier. Didn't he go to like... Seems like a Zima kind of guy. You know, like BYU or something? No, he did not. No, his brother was a Well, then what's his guy, limit right? on wheat, wheatgrass shots? Wheatgrass shots? He's probably like a 10 a day guy. Um, as far as beers, it's I'd say... It's a lot of grass. Derek I'd Carr went to Fresno beer. State. Derek Carr. They both did Did they? No. They couldn't both go... I remember I did bet I did bet on years Derek. Apart. I did bet on Derek Carr when I was in Vegas last time I was there. Um how that work out? He actually won. He was at Fresno at the time. Nice. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Um Solid. So yeah, you got a new segment ballad? Yeah, we do. It's called Food for Thought. And this one comes from uh, to us from the great city of Dallas. Dallas. We got Taco Charlton cashing in on a endorsement deal with the none other but Taco Bueno. You don't Woo! say. Huh, that was hard to predict. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's disclosed yet how much it's worth, but um, Charlton on record saying, I love my name and I actually do love tacos. You better. What do you think, guys? A little food for thought? 
little food for thought. I hope that he has a clause in his contract to where he can eat as many tacos as he wants. What's tacos limit on tacos? That's what I'm saying, man. I, I hope Taco Bueno put a limit every time this guy comes into the joint because, I mean, I got to say, Taco Charleston probably puts down 20 tacos a sitting. <laughs> this is fantastic. So they basically, they signed him, gave him this uh, this contract to promote the company. It's called, it's called the Whole Lotta Box. Which features a combination of twelve tacos and burritos for fifteen dollars. What is his limit on whole lot of boxes? Like, I feel like he takes out at least three whole lot of boxes. That's pretty amazing. Uh, listen to this: business at its finest. Taco Bueno's headquarters, sixteen miles away from AT and T Stadium. Yes. Jerry Jones, way to go! Lock that one in for the city uh-huh. of Dallas. You're gonna see Taco Bueno signs all over that stadium now. That's fantastic. By the way, I'm on record as a Taco Bell guy versus Taco Bueno. Um, so I, don't about, know, I don't know where you guys stand on that, but where do you see this um, uh, segment of food for thought going from here on out? Food for thought. We're gonna find things that are food related to talk about. I'm I'm thinking about food all the time. Oh, I'm uh, I'm not always talking about it, but I'm thinking about the next meal as I eat. The oh, oh no, I did that this weekend actually. My girlfriend and I were at Torchies. I was like, hey. What should we have for dinner? I'm thinking sushi. She's like, we're eating lunch. I was like, yeah, no, I'm just trying to find yeah, out. I had 18 gumbo. <laughs> I had 18 gumbo. Um, Food and drinks. So kind of like the sports buzz. Why not? We're sponsored by beer. Yeah. Taco? Maybe, maybe a chicken wings uh, place could sponsor Food for Thought, huh? Hmm? Food for Ooh, Thought. Oh, that could be... That's what I'm talking about. I like where your head's at. Here we go. What's our last segment? Yeah, we're going to give the little hashtag hashtags. Ooh. Hashtag hashtags. So Serena Williams and John McEnroe kind of been going, I wouldn't say back and forth, but John McEnroe came out and said Serena Williams wouldn't be ranked in the top 700 in the men's division. Um, And Serena Williams took a little offense to that. Um, You know, she said that she adored and respected him, but to keep her out of his statements that are not factually based. So let me just say that Serena, back in the day, you did say that you could beat anyone ranked lower than anyone ranked higher was it lower than 200 on the men's side and the 203 ranked player on the men's side did play you and did beat you 6 to 1 in a set so i don't think this is very far off in this interview john McEnroe actually praised serena williams on what she's done for the girls game saying that she's probably the best women's player of all time hmm. so you know, I, I think that this is taking out of context. So my hashtag is why so sensitive? Valid. What do you got on this? Um, you know, John Macro, like, wh- why do you? I'm not sure why we pay attention to anything he says because he says the same thing over and over again. What is that? You gotta be kidding me! He's always looking for an excuse to drop that thing. Um, he was pretty angry as a player. Yeah, he's an angry guy. Um. Serena, I'm not sure why she even acknowledges this. Um, I'm pretty sure John was kind of baited into saying this thing anyways. Um, but, Serena, you, you got a, a kid on the way. Don't you have better things to worry about? She did say that in her tweet. Yeah. Well, so. I will be sure that in an NPR interview, you're not going to be baited into anything. Because that is probably the most boring interview you will ever do in your life. Yeah. And I feel like John McEnroe is trying to spice things up a little bit. Look, I feel like a lot of people have respect for John McEnroe in the business. I have a lot of respect for McEnroe as well. But if we're going to talk about hashtag hashtags, the hashtag here has got to be hashtag put your money where your mouth is because 
I would love to see a John McEnroe, Serena Williams charity event. At you this point. pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Um, this has got to happen. It's got to happen. It's got to be <laughs> Billie Jean King and whoever she beat at the time, round two. Like, this has to be... I mean, this would make so much money. But you got to let Serena get back in shape. She's pregnant. She's about to have a baby. Let her play. But I gotta. <laughs> hey, that baby's already a, a Grand Slam champion, okay? Hey, how, how much do you think her limit is right now? Her limit is zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, it's probably around two when she's. Uh, well, I don't know. She did float the river in San Marcos. But um, my hashtag for you guys is hashtag Battle Royale. I would say her, her limit's probably gotta be one of those Heineken pun kicks, just a little baby kick. That's what I'm thinking. Just puts man. one down That's what I'm thinking. And then. <laughs> You know, we can see. I want to see a battle royale on the tennis court and in the streets, because I think Serena might be able to kick John McEnroe's ass. I don't know. Did you see him in? Uh, was it Mr. Deeds? <laughs> Dude is at a party. Man. <laughs> Second Adam Sandler. Oh, what is McEnroe's? What is McEnroe's limit? <laughs> Ooh. Not enough. Twenty-five, thirty. He's not enough uh, hours in the day to hit McEnroe's limit. <laughs> Yeah, what's the time limit on it? And oh. that's an actual fact. And by the way, I'm pretty sure this is a huge PR stunt because McEnroe just released a new book today. Oh. So, it's called, but seriously, free plug, John. Go ahead and send us that 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 uh, that cash. Yeah, check. Good for um, you, John. But, hey, Good for check. you. <laughs> yeah, released a book today. So Good for you, When you get your name in the news. Hey, good for him. Um, all right, let's get into first impressions. Ballard, first you got some impressions. Game for us? I do have some first How did we do last week, by the way, on this uh, baseball? I got to say, I'm going to have beef with this, just being the baseball guy on this show, because we're going to start having to pick series instead of just fucking individual games. You know, when you produce the podcast, you can decide how the games are picked. Uh, <laughs> I was, I'll say last week, well? last week we picked five games. Honestly, I'm going to pick five calls. I had, I had three correct. Uh, Coach, Chad, you guys only got one game correct. Spencer, you had a good week. You got four out of five. The only game you missed was one we all missed, where we picked the Cubs over the Padres. Fair. So, let's see if we can get that going again. Uh, These games are all on Wednesday. The first one is Phillies. We got Mark Leitner against uh, the Mariners. In Seattle, we got Felix Hernandez on the mound. Uh, Spencer, you did so well last week. Let's start with you. Yeah, man. I got uh, I got Hernandez out there on the mound. I'm going with the Mariners. Um, they're sitting at 500. The Phillies are god-awful this year. Mariners got to take this one. Felix on the mound. Coach? Uh, the Phillies are terrible. King Felix is pitching in Seattle. King Felix. Everybody loves King Felix. I'm going with the Mariners. Yeah, I'll echo that. Chad, what about you? First impression on... Phillies at Seattle. All right, ready? I'm going to have to go with the Phillies on this one. All right, I like it. Uh, let's work, send it right back to you. We got the Cubs taking on the Nationals. Cubs got John Lackey on the mound. And we got Steven Strasburg for the Nationals coming up. Uh, Chad, what is your first impression on Cubs in Washington? I'll have to go with the Washington Nationals on that one. Guys, for those of you that obviously can't see us, Chad is literally flipping his credit card, his black card over there uh, to make his picks. This is how much he cares or knows about baseball. So, yeah. 
Take all these pictures of grain of salt. Literally, last week was the luckiest week of my life. Okay, don't, okay, you don't know you don't know the technique behind the flips, and you don't know which one's which. So I could just be picking these games and doing this for show. It's weighted, so it's you don't weighted know. differently because there's a chip on the end. And y'all don't realize how much time you're wasting. I'm taking the Cubs in this one. Coach, what about you? Uh, I talked at length about Steven Strasburg and the pairing that he has in Washington and how dominant they've been. Uh, I'm going to go with the Nationals at home. I wasn't listening. Spencer, he was not listening. I'm obviously going to echo Coach um, Strasburg on the mound. He's having a good year, and so is Washington. All right, next one we got the Rays and Blake Sneal taking on the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Avon Nova. Uh, Spencer, what is your first impression? Um, Pirates played pretty good against the Cardinals this past weekend. Um Rays are playing okay, but Snell's 0-4 with a pretty high ERA. I'm going to go with the Pirates at home. They played pretty well, uh, like I said, against St. Louis this past weekend. Yeah, I like the Pirates too. How about you, Coach? I don't know how you picked a game with two teams below 500, two teams with losing records in their respective places. The Pirates are, I'm um, sorry, they're 19-18 at home, and the Rays are 16-20 on the road. Uh, both of these pitchers are very below average pitchers. I see this getting in the pin. Uh, over-unders at eight and a half. I'm going with Pittsburgh at home. There we go. I picked it because I knew you, you'd think I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we looked at all the games before. The... I've only looked at games I care about anyway, so. <laughs> Expert, what about you in this meaningless game? Yeah, I'm going to go, how, go I'm have to go with Baltimore on this one. <laughs> What? Baltimore not playing in the Rays or the, oh. the Pirates. Oh, definitely the Rays. There we go. Definitely the Rays. Definitely the Rays. Uh, right back at you, Chad. Keep that keep that flipper Dewey upper. We got you, Darvish, and the Rangers going to Cleveland oh. to take on Trevor Bayer Ooh. and the Indians. Apparently, these guys don't like this game either. Clearly, I don't care. What's your first impression? <laughs> I gotta go with the Rangers on this one, Coach. Yeah, me too. What's your first impression, Spencer? <laughs> this pitching matchup is fucking awful. This is a decent pitching matchup. Come on, this is a no-brainer. They've both been awful all year. Uh, come on, come on. Cleveland's at home. They just won, or just got second place last year. I just think the Rangers are awful, man. I'm going to go with the Indians at home just for that sake. Just because they got second gotta, place last year? Cool. Gotta believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, the Rangers have been good. They've just been blowing leads. They blew a 9-2 lead the other night. You um, Darvish has also been awful really on the mound when he's given the starts. Um, his ERA is blowing up at this point. I think he's over... No, he's at 3.1, 3. 3. but... Uh, 3. Trevor Bauer's at, what, 5? Bauer's at 5.5. Five um, tell you what, I like the Rangers in this one just because the offense has been there. And I think that the offense will continue to be there for the Rangers. I'm hoping you, Darvish, will finally turn it around for this year. I'm going with the Rangers on the road. I like it. <clears throat> Last game. First, geez, what's the monologue? Also on Wednesday, no, no. the 28th, we got the Brewers and Chase Anderson heading to play the Reds in Cincinnati. Uh, Luis Castillo on the mound for the Reds. I think he does it on purpose, man. I don't know. Luis. <laughs> Luis Castillo. <laughs> Castillo. 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 He's 0-0. Louis. And I think but I'm going to send it to Coach for the first impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Red Hot Brooker right now, just over the Reds on the road. 
Uh, what about you, Spencer? What's your first impression? I got the same thing. Louis, Louis Castillo. Louis Castillo. Louis Castillo. Louis Castillo. Okay. Has a 3.6 ERA. Hasn't got a decision, so he's probably not pitched very well in his appearances. Brewers are playing hot. I believe he just got called up. I like the version of this one too. What about you, Chad? What's your first impression? Is this our last pick? This is our last pick. Oh, I gotta go with Cincinnati on this one, coach. There you go. The contrarian. I love it. All right. So we'll see who our baseball expert in the house. Yeah, we'll see who the baseball expert is next week. Last this week, clearly. I might be kind of I'm holding I'm holding the belt right now. Um (laughs) currently, so it feels good. Another thing where I wouldn't say I was right on everything. It would have been cool if I got them all right. We gotta come up with like an expert crown. Yeah, we do. Yeah, for every week, Ooh. just pass it to the sport, whichever sport you're an expert in. You just gotta go to the BK Lounge and pick one up. You're right. I like it. Um, uh, so hey, away. is that is that uh, we got we got a nightcap here sponsored by Strangeland Brewery? Quick nightcap. Yep. <laughs> um, did did cool you wanna thing. did you wanna talk? Uh, about Pacquiao or no? Is that fight this weekend or is it later on? That fight is this weekend. It should be Pacquiao's last fight. It's going to be aired on ESPN. Yep. Um, I'm hoping Pacquiao ends with a win. I'm not very up to date on boxing right now, to be honest. I don't know who this Jeff Horn guy is, but um, Manny's your hero, right? I know, right? Manny's my hero. He's the hometown guy. In the Philippines, he is the man. For the record, I was going to have our boxing expert call in. Um, yep. He It's uh, pretty busy down there in San Marcos where he's working. Um, he's also my coworker. Um, he couldn't make a call, couldn't call us. Um, so we're going to have to get his expert advice um, coming up in, in weeks uh, coming. But, you know, when you work nights, it's hard to get off. And they were busy, so he couldn't call in. Pacquiao is a massive minus 650 favorite in this. So, you know, he he should be fa- – obviously, he is favored. Horn, though, is fighting on his home turf in Australia. Yeah, I'm going to say I got the other guy. Yeah, I got Horn. the other guy. I'm going to take Horn because I don't think Pacquiao's got anything left in the tank. They're just making him favored because it's his last victory tour. See you later. Vegas doesn't like to lose money, so I don't know if they're they give it to him like that. Um I don't feel super confident about that, though. I mean, I'm all in on Pacquiao, minus my money. But, you know, send him home with a victory, man. Put him, put him at the top to, to end nah, this. Not going to happen. Um, speaking yeah. of boxing. I mean, Vegas for sure definitely doesn't like to lose money. If they didn't think Pacquiao had a chance in this, they would not favor him at all. Especially in Horn's home country. Like, so yeah, what, what were the crazy. odds on that? He was a minus 650? Minus 650. Okay. Horn is a plus 410. Okay. Okay. So I mean bad. If you feel good about it, put money on it. Yeah. Maybe I will. A couple bucks. Maybe I will. Hopefully um, you don't. The other big boxing match we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess you guys talked about it, but um we'll go quickly. Floyd McGregor. Um It's gonna happen. It is gonna happen. It's on the table. What are the odds? Uh, apparently uh, what is it? McGregor can make depending on sales of, of pay per view and tickets, can make Close to two hundred million, and Mayweather can make as much as possible. Mayweather has no ceiling, from what I heard. We saw some opinions come out on this, which are the things I think are most most interesting this week. We had two people weigh in on this fight. You had McFlurry, the NHL goalie, who thinks Mc uh, thinks McGregor Mark Andre Flurry. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. McFlurry. <laughs> McFlurry. 
He does. He's doing it on purpose, man. <laughs> Call whatever I want. Hey, so he, this is his new fake stats. He's throwing in just wrong names. I figured it out. That's way. <laughs> that's way better than me not being good at reading. So I'm good with. I'm good with you thinking that. Um, Worry. Mark Oreo McFlurry. McFlurry <laughs> thinks that McGregor is gonna win in a knockout in the first period. Pacquiao thinks that McGregor doesn't stand a chance. So, if, if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, but I have an uncle who is, uh, take the recommendation from the boxer, not the hockey player. Not the goalie. Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. This is... Honestly, though, it makes sense. It makes sense what he's saying, though, because if McGregor has any sense of hope in this, is that he can catch Merriweather early with some huge haymaker. Oh. <laughs> no. Nobody can say names at the end of our show at this point. I'm dying. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to come down to, to one of two things happening. Floyd Mayweather has it made... Even, it wasn't even Mark andre Fleury. Tyson Fury. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to come down to one of two events happening. Either McGregor does get the knockout and he just clips Mayweather right in the chin and takes his victory and surprises everybody, (laughs) or it's going to be Floyd's fight and he's going to box how he likes to box, he's going to do his thing, and he's just going to punch and jab the shit out of Conor's face until they ring that 12th bell. He's going to make Conor miss, that's all he does. This is the thing that I don't get, is that... I mean, Mayweather wins points. Everyone's saying that... That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Mayweather's gonna, Mayweather is going to hit Conor McGregor hard at all. doesn't have to. That's not what he That's wants. That's the thing. That's not his game. That's the thing. But I don't think Floyd's ever been hit from someone like Conor McGregor. Conor, have you seen Conor sparring with sparring partners? It's bad. Dude cannot box. Yeah, he cannot box. Um, yeah, but, but good thing for <clears throat> Conor is he has zero to lose off of this. This yeah. is true. He's got zero to lose, so all he's got to do is land it. He just lands. Just gotta make it a point. He lands one punch. Here's the thing. We got all summer to talk about this fight, and I want to retract everything I just said is fake news. So we got some dizzy bad to get to, which I'm really not looking forward to. Yeah, it's gonna be awful. We're gonna bring us home. We're gonna go chuck some IPAs, do a dizzy bad, and then throw some sharp objects at a dartboard. Um, Check it out on our Facebook. It will be up. Yep, yep. If you, if we're about to go film it, so obviously it'll be up after you're hearing this. So go watch it on Facebook. Our Twitter followers know though. Twitter That's followers, yeah, we'll have to put that out on Twitter. I got too. you. You got this. Two tweets already. Okay, cool. Um, all right, we're about to get up in there. Um, loser has to wear a cow costume. And buy Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Go to the buy free, free Chick-fil-A. Oh, free Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Pick up Chick-fil-A. So, Pick up. Ooh, but will will we be allowed to pick up Chick-fil-A for everyone? You better find a way. Multiple, Multiple Chick-fil-A's. Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> so, stay tuned for that. Go check it out. It's been a fun show. It ended up um, to where none of us could say a name or say anything correctly. So, um, stay tuned for the shit show of an amateur hour coming to you on Friday. For my producer, Mr. Ballad, Chad Goodall, Zach Chenonet. Yep. Oh! I'll go chug the bowl of excess. Um, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. We're the Sports Buzz. We are out. This party is officially over.